Welcome to Poppets. Woo! How are you today? Uh, good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. We haven't recorded in um, two weeks, three weeks, a couple weeks. weeks. Yes, couple a couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're coming back strong. I know. My God, I'm excited for this coming I know. episode. Same. When we talked about this podcast at the beginning, <laughs> I was gonna say, I yeah. was like, we have to do a Girls Aloud episode. Girls Aloud is like life to me. It's my favorite band. But Girls Aloud are an English Irish pop girl group that was created through a reality show called Pop Stars Arrivals mm -hmm. in 2002. It has five members and they all are amazing. Cheryl Cole, or we should start with Cheryl mm. Tweedy. Mm, yep. Then Cheryl Cole. Then, then Cheryl versus <laughs> she married a French guy. And then now she's just Cheryl. Um, Nadine Coyle, Sarah Harding, Nicola Roberts, and Kimberly Walsh. They are huge in the UK. They have 20 consecutive top 10 singles. Mm. They have four number ones. I love them to death. They are so fun. Yeah, like all of them in like their interviews are fun. Like they are just really, really fun. Yeah. We're going to do two different episodes about yeah, Girls Aloud specifically. One. So this is part one. And I think it's what's going to be very interesting is right now we're, we're going to talk perhaps about the more manufactured part of that because they didn't have a lot to say about the songs or about writing whatever it is yeah. and then and at some point nicola especially is going to come in and start writing songs which yeah. you know makes it a bit more real in a way because yeah. there's finally someone who is more into writing or or someone from the band that is going to start writing songs with xenomania and i think to this yeah. day they're still working together yeah. um so the first part we have to think right now they are manufactured by a record label yes the image that a lot of people have is them when they started which is fair enough because they were everywhere so the vision that we might have of this group yeah. might be a bit different from the vision that others have yeah. especially because they know them from a very long time right from earlier well my, my best friend when i sort of met him and we were sort of talking about music and that's one of the, the main reasons of why we get along is because we have music in common we mm -hmm. We like the same things and he sort of introduced me to girls loud uh -huh. uh, but at that time cheryl was in like the peak of her solo career they had just sort of like taken the break from the band and so i gravitated towards cheryl because yep. she is a glamour at this time that i'm getting into she's now this glamorous pop star working with dance. Will, will i am exactly yep. and coming up with these like iconic performances yeah, star quality exactly man. and so i gravitated towards her but and i'm finding a lot of like Girls Aloud interviews, and yep. they are—they have such personality that you start to love them as a group because they all sort yep. of like feed off of yeah. each other in these interviews. And then I start listening to music, and then you find—you know—I started liking the later stuff. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But then, as you become a fan, you start to like everything, and you realize that it really is amazing, well-produced. Most of it. Music. Most of it. Yeah. How did you get into it? Like, where did you just... From Cheryl. So, Fight for This Love, it? and I was like, I, does she have any more albums? I didn't yeah. know about her, right? Yeah. Like, does she have any more albums? Because she's not known here in America, right? So, you need to go and do your, your research. Um, and then and then I looked into, like, what else she did, and she was with a group, and, and you look it up, and they're very successful, so you listen to one song, and then it's kind of catchy, and you're like, you go in because you like Cheryl, and then you start liking the others, and then you start you know reading about the drama and stuff yeah. so for me i always knew the girls like more recently ish yeah. so like later in their career so they had like nicer clothes and they were like i i didn't know nothing about all the drama and the fight in the club whatever it is right all their 
trashier past that I didn't know about that. So when I came to to London and stuff, I was like, I love these girls. They're great. Like we had to go and see them, and they're like, they're fucking trash. Like my friends in the UK are gonna hate me. Okay, why? They're that? gonna hate me. The general thing is, and it's a it's a stereotype, but it's also kind of true. Yeah. Girls allowed, Cheryl. They're v- very popular in the UK. Yep. But I can safely say that they they're not as popular in london um they're kind of considered as being quote-unquote chavy yes <laughs> right yeah because uh, they have like these different accents from london anyways which they're i all never northern they're, they're all northern northerners English. yeah um and i never for me like that never yeah i never cared about that because yeah. i i have an accent myself yeah. like i never like made a distinction yeah. but it's it's kind of a fun rivalry type of thing yeah. between like the north and the south yeah I guess these episodes are very niche. <laughs> it could be. I, I know a lot of people that love Girls Aloud. Yeah. A lot of people that don't know who Girls Aloud are, but love pop. I just um, texted my friend who particularly hates them. Um, and she's one of my best friends in, in London. And we sp- we still to this day speak every day. And she promoted the podcast for us. Like right she's, in, she's into music. Her yeah. boyfriend's a rapper. He's great. Yeah. We should have him on the show and oh, stuff. Right. Yeah. Mega Mike's. Go and check him out. He's really, really good. Texted her. I said, we're recording an episode about Girls Aloud. Can you give me your honest opinion so she just replied honest opinion they had some catchy songs but in reality trash (laughs) that's her opinion (laughs) when i meet her she'll get an airful so girls aloud started on um a talent show called pop star the rivals the concept of the show was to have to form two bands a boy band and a girl band um and then once they were formed it was a race to see who can get the christmas number one mm-hmm. which again i think we've mentioned this in in previous episodes a christmas number one in the uk is a big deal so they we're kind of looking for the next spice girls sure. girl bands have always been quite big in the uk you have the likes of sugar babes the saturdays yeah. um uh, what which... was that irish group called with say you will say you won't is it girl band? Yeah. Say you do what I don't say you will. So say lovey. It was an Irish group. Um, I forget what they're called. So once they were formed, they it was a race for the number one single. Girl, uh, Girls Aloud took the number one over the boy band, which was One True By Voice. Far, yeah. Was it? Uh, or they were second, and they were first, or something. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They, the, the boy band came in second, which yeah, isn't yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Girls Aloud released a song called "Sound of the Underground," which aged really well. Yes, and it's before all the like electronic exactly. pop music. Sound of the Underground has a sound that no one else really had at the time, and it kind of set their sound. Mm-hmm. It was just a better single. By far. There's this one girl that doesn't make the band. We were so close to making Girls Aloud, like one of the top selling band of all time in the UK. Whether we like them or not, that's the truth. And then you were so close, but you didn't make it. It it, it And Sarah did. Come on. Uh, See, I I, I prefer that Sarah sort of, she she rounded them out in terms of a rock aspect to them. But none of these record companies didn't, expect them to last 10 years they didn't no. expect them they it was a gimmick hmm. this, the gimmick of the show they have this big song they have if they got anything out of yeah. a first record that was it it's like the x factor it's a it's a business model to push a certain amount of songs to number one exactly and that's what it is and then you do tv and you do entertainment yeah. but the business model in terms of music is to push a certain amount exactly. of songs and out they've they've yeah. been very vocal about that louis walsh who's a, a big time record producer or a yeah. music producer in the he UK, wasn't good he he didn't 
do he, anything. It didn't do anything for them. He <clears> would <throat> take their money. Um, they didn't have a good deal to start. They with, didn't by have the a way. good deal, and mm-hmm. they really had to like. Kimberly was, I guess, the mom of the group, and would have to um, like sort of say, "Okay, we have to be here yep. at this time. We all have to wear like white shirts and jeans." Yeah, she'd coordinate and everyone. Exactly. Sends schedules. She would call people. She would play manager. Yeah, but she's not getting paid no, anymore. No, no, and it really was. They had a big start, but then after that first record and after that, that first tough, single, man, yeah. they've. It was kind of like they were an independent act, sort of working their way back up to the success that they will eventually. Which I think get. is healthy. Like, sure, they had like a big break, they had a big push. There was a lot of marketing putting into that, a lot of publicity for them. But at some point, they were on their own, and the only thing that pushed them to become successful is themselves, themselves and yeah. and their will to become a successful act. And that in itself, yeah. I think, in perspective, was probably very healthy for all of them. You know, for, for all of them and for the group itself. Yeah, that's what I find about like people that don't really know them or don't really like them is they don't understand that they everyone knows them. They had a big start, but they don't realize that you know all these girls had to work hard yeah. to get where they are because mm. they didn't nothing was guaranteed to them. And especially look we we're not like snobs here right like we love any type of music we acknowledge talent even though we don't necessarily like a certain artist music or not but what we have to say is although we love them they're not the best vocalists they're not the best dancers i mean cheryl is an amazing dancer but let's talk about like the group in general right they're not the best vocalists they're not the best dancers the reality is you have to give a lot more if you're not beyonce or if you're not do you know what i mean Uh, yeah and the spice girls did the same yeah are they the most talented vocalists no they sound good yeah. but you have to give something else and i yeah. think girls Aloud did There's that an as x well factor yeah no pun intended ex- no but exactly yes yeah. also with this whole sort of them sort of working their way up of why a lot of people see them as trashy is because you know after their their, their gig and whatnot they'd still stay and have fun so mm-hmm. they didn't have a management team sort of saying we're locking you down you do this this and this and this exactly. no they were doing no. it from themselves so of course you're gonna see them falling out of clubs and out of taxis they're 18, and, and they're 18 like and come eight, on exactly and doing and saying weird shit they didn't have any sort of media training no so now looking back at all these old interviews it's fun to hear them because they are young young people like i guess like mm-hmm. i was that like thought exactly the same thing and and it's just funny to see them sort of like figure out the music mm-hmm. industry. So off of the Sound of the Underground, they released Sound of the Underground, No Good Advice, Life Got Cold, which is written and produced by um, a production company called Xenomania. And this is important because Xenomania and Brian Higgins is almost like a sixth member of Girls Aloud. He has produced everything yeah, and written everything. So also really well known for one of the biggest songs in the 90s um, from a little known artist named Cher and Believe. Mm. Believe is a Xenomania production. Some of their production is really good. Some of the production is really, I don't want to say bad, but um, lazy. That's the right word. Okay. And I think I think um, they were in the wagon where they had to push a lot of music out real quick. Yeah. And, you know, the singles are always, for most part, really well produced. But sometimes other songs on their albums, they're not as tight or as well produced. They were so, they were generally seen as album tracks. And, yeah, so yeah. I think they put a lot of money into, like, producing good songs, good singles to push the album. Yeah. But objectively, and looking back, some of these songs are not really well produced. And I, I would assume, because they released a lot of albums, making girl band albums is really, really long because everyone needs to come and record. Yep. They are all singing on the album, yeah. right? It might be, like, lazy 
laziness in, it, in terms or it might a be weird... a lack of time to produce the album true they have a well with girls aloud they have had five albums and each one was released pretty much year after year 2003 2004 2005 2007 and then 2008 so it really is a busy year uh, for them the first album is called sound of the underground um, it was number two in the uk it was released in may of 2003 i would say the album is pretty shit it's not like they're the best mm. album. I will say the singles are what are what stands out. 2000, in 2004, they released their second album called What Will the Neighbors Say? Which um, I think has more like iconic Girls Aloud songs on it. Um, the first single was The Show, which is kind... It's very chavvy. So it's not the best pop song, yeah. but it's very fun. Yeah, I think... I think their biggest success is from that album as well. I think Love Machine is their biggest success well, in career. Love Machine is probably what they're most known for. Yeah, exactly. But they released I'll Stand By You. They're 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 not a yeah, they're I mean, big fans of covers. Um and they did I'll Stand By You. Yeah, but they were slammed for that cover. Yeah, they were always But no like, one escapes the British press. That's the thing. Exactly. No one does. But, but Love, Love Machine, Machine, they didn't want to sing that song. No, they hate that song. But it is a stupid song. It, oh my God, it, it makes is. no sense. Like, doom, 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 yeah. doom, 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 doom. But it's such a fun song. It is a stupid song for, for the British people. Like, they were saying in, in the documentary we were watching, like, it didn't sound like anything we knew. Like, it sounded yeah. so weird. And, yeah. and the lyrics, like, uh, was it... Uh, Let's go, go Eskimo. Eskimo. Yeah. It writes, so like, yeah. and, and even, like, the... The dress they were wearing, yeah, like, the it, video, it's everything. Weird and stuff, but they were embarrassed by the song. They pleaded with the record company not to, and the record to company release. told them, "You would be wrong, yeah. not to take that song." Yeah. And so they did it, and turned out it was a massive hit. Yeah, it's a massive. It's probably what they're most known for. Yeah, perhaps, um, yeah. Again, it's one of these songs where, like, I've been to a couple weddings where this song comes on, and it really just like gets the crowd going. It is a fun song. Also, the Arctic Monkeys covered the song. Really? Um, yep. I didn't know that. And so a lot of people like to say, oh, well, Arctic Monkeys, who I guess are like a band that's seen as like, you know, credible musically or whatever, they've covered this song. They do it live every so often on their tours. No one else had this sound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we were talking about that sound earlier. If you think about Destiny's Child, right? They all have like a segment of the song. And normally Beyonce would sing the chorus or like first verse, chorus. Like you hear Beyonce a little more. And then you have Kelly and then you have Michelle doing the bridge and then all together, right? The formula. Yeah, it was a formula. Um, in Girls Aloud, there was no such no. thing as a formula. I think on, on the course, we would hear a bit more Nadine, well, right? it's also, Nadine is sort of regarded as the one that has probably the best voice out of all of them. I think she's good for a girl band. I don't think she's oh, yeah. Beyonce a, good or Celine artist, good, right? It's, like, it's, yeah. Her voice does kind of get a little annoying. Exactly. She's good as in a, Girls Aloud. Exactly. I don't really like her outside, yeah. but we're going to talk about their solo yeah. career in later Another episode. Time. But all of that to say, they have no structure. Nicola could sing two words and then uh, share and and Nadine are gonna do four more words, and yep. then whoever else is gonna come in, and then Sarah's yeah. gonna do like well, it. It's all over the place, and sometimes it's hard. Like if you don't know them well, it's hard to know who's singing what. There's no set structure. Oh in yeah, anything. well that's that's the the genius behind Xenomania because Xenomania yeah. sometimes did have full songs, but they didn't. Sometimes they didn't. They just had this part of this song, this part of that song, and they just sort of mashed these. They like, didn't know what to do with it together, yeah. and so that's why maybe Love Machine 
biology is the best yes, example exactly there's no um like generally there's a with uh, pop songs there's like you know you have an intro you have uh, some verses a chorus second verses but there was no formula with with um girls a lot especially in coming into the middle of their career which yep. was their third album is called chemistry is now you're starting to see these girls look a little bit more refined and yep. they've now straightened their hair and yeah. wearing you know they look a little and the great thing about girls aloud is that like you really did see them like each album they start they grew as women like so you saw them as very young and then like early 20s and mm. now they're in their mid 20s and like it really is like like it's nice to see them sort of grow up chemistry is probably their first sort of critically acclaimed album where the critics loved it it the the lead single was biology which is <laughs> the weirdest song the weirdest song but like it is regarded as like I think it's good. I think it's a very good uh, yeah, song. Yeah, a good pop yeah. song. Like, is weird. But then again, it's one of these songs where when you first listen to it, like, you don't know what the fuck you're listening to. And no. you might hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I got one Alabama return. And then it goes into something else. Yeah. It, they were three different songs. Yeah. And the girls, the first time they actually listened to the song, yeah. that's how little involved they were at the yeah. beginning, right? Even, like, in, on that album. They couldn't believe it because they really genuinely thought these songs were going to be three yeah, different, different songs. songs. Yeah. And once again, the record label said... We need to release this, which interestingly enough, in the next episode, we're going to see that they're going to push for some songs to be released against other songs that the label wanted and they were right to do so. Okay, so I think we're going to stop it here for now. We're going to go for a break. Yes. And when we come back, we're going to continue the episode. Hey, listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode so far. My name is Matt and I work at Mouton, where we help new podcasters get their shows up and running so they never have to worry about anything but their passion. Mouton can assist you with the creative process, production, montage, artwork design, sound design, distribution, partnerships, and more. Our team is young, dynamic, and guess what? We're affordable. Head to www.gomouton.com to get in touch with us today. That's G-O-M-O-U-T-O-N.com. I can't wait to witness your podcast journey. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi friends, before getting back to our episode, we have a little favor to ask. Because we want to make this show as successful as we can and build a community around pop music, it would really, really help us if you could subscribe to this show wherever you listen to it and give us a positive review. We would also like to take a minute to thank you for making it this far into the episode. We hope you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy recording it. Now let's get back to the episode. So Xenomania at the beginning was very much like, no, you don't know what is good or what is bad. Like, again, they're young. They're just getting into the industry. But now we're getting into point with chemistry after three, four years in the business. Xenomania is now starting to work with them and work with their lifestyles and what's going on with them and and wanting to hear because obviously they're seeing that these girls are learning mm-hmm. and whatnot and they're very much open to their point of view yeah and and what they thought would work they became and, a team right exactly yeah. i will say that the the other there's two more singles from chemistry uh see the day and whole lot of history whole lot of history is good it's a good it's song but i of them it's <gasps> they're both ballads and i feel like they're, they, they could have released so many other songs but i think that's that's kind of of these songs that they were so critically well, acclaimed. Models was a really good song, I thought. I that, get like, it, but poppy songs, they normally are not well received by critics. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot of history really yeah. helped them to gain kind of the critics' 
a side of it, right? Uh, It's a more credible single, if you will, like, quote-unquote, credible. Exactly. Interesting um, writing credit on um, chemistry is J.C. Chazez. Oh, really? wrote Watch Me Go, Mm. which I think was used for a kid's program. Speaking of him, yeah. so they're releasing a new documentary on YouTube yes, originals. Yeah, the the boys. We need to yeah, watch yeah, this and, and review this. Yeah. This is gonna be edited out, but yes, yeah, or maybe not. Honestly, like True, we're, we're doing it, it. I think it should be like um, <laughs> like like a venue yeah yeah yeah. I agree. Thing. But what I'm saying You're is, you are taking away from my girls a lot of stuff. But we need to discuss. This. Yeah, yeah. You've seen the ad, sort of, right? Like music documentary, we should like. So back to chemistry. Back to um, and the production value as well is is good on this album. Well, Britney Spears' team asked Animania to produce something for her, and that's why you have Graffiti My Soul, which sounds a lot like like Me Against Music, but then Britney didn't take it. And As much as I like them, I don't think they could compete with uh, yeah. American producers at that stage. I mean, you had Timbaland in the States, you had Dark Child that was still like... Oh yeah, on, that's why like, they probably weren't You can't really... Yeah compete with these people right as much as i like xenomania and they had a much longer run than any of these producers yeah. like on, in the, on the main street this thing, thing right yeah but you couldn't really compete with anything that was done in the u.s at that stage oh no 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 and i i, I think they sort of gave up on they I, they didn't even try breaking the u.s or north american audience but you don't need to like no no they were so they successful were, exactly the they were UK. making a success at this point cheryl now is started to date um ashley cole a massive uh, football soccer player in the UK, kind of like Victoria and David Beckham. There was a lot of comparison. Exactly. The two were hanging out together at soccer or football. And she, I think, married him around this time as well. Yeah. And so she was now starting to not i wouldn't say she herself was distanced but the media was now very much focusing on her yeah she became the favorite exactly. she became the nation's sweetheart exactly <laughs> well i think the beginning people again are going to kill me for saying yeah. that which if you're an artist in the uk tabloids are taken are not taken so seriously but they give you a lot of exposure because yeah. you're on every newsstand yes. you're everywhere right so for her as a member of a band it's good for all the band until they're breaking up that's yes. the thing right Ashley Cole and and Cheryl did like advertisements for like the lottery. Mm-hmm. Like they just did a lot of crap, like TV shows that like sort of follow the girls, which are also really quite fun to watch. There's a documentary where they um, follow girls aloud during the chemistry era because I think they were trying to break the Australian market. Don't they go like ghost hunting at some? Point? Yes, and they have <laughs> ghost hunt like that. Is something I watch every Halloween. Uh, it is it's like, brilliant. Oh, it's so stupid. It's so funny. Who's not coming? Nadia's like, no, no, I'm not having. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm too scared. But she she just didn't want to hang with the girls. No, anymore. She's and like, it's also you could tell that that part where at the beginning where she's like, oh, I'm too scared, I'm not coming, was re- recorded, recorded different. Yeah, not with way it. before. Yeah, it's and it's it's and I think that's the difference between the UK and the US. There's a lot of things that US pop stars would never do because yes. it's regarded as like cheap or like yeah, B-list celebrity yeah, exactly. or whatever it is, right? Where the UK pop stars like. It, it's part of like the culture like exactly. the, the celebrity culture to do all these yeah, things yeah. and like it doesn't diminish your brand quote yeah. unquote and brand if you do these the single yeah but out. like you would mm-hmm. never see Destiny's Child do such a no, thing in the it, US because it would cheapen their brand it, this is a exactly. B-list celebrity type of thing exactly. but in the UK it as much exposure as you can get just take it yes yeah and, and that's and that's such and a again, different mentality and you're still working they're still trying even though they're getting better within the industry and they're getting People are, are willing to work with them more, and and now they have a sort of a management team. Yeah, they're still 
album by album, tour by tour. Which was the model back then. Exactly. When you're watching yeah. these shows, you do get a hint of like their personality and how well they work together. And yeah. In these, it's not always that you could see them bickering with each other about clothing and shit, but like, it's funny. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Chemistry was released December tw- uh, uh, 2005 and they toured it and, and, did a lot of promotion with it and they thought it would be best to sort of wrap up the first maybe three, four years of girls Loud with a greatest hits mm-hmm. um, called the sound of the underground or the, sorry, the no. sound of girls Aloud, yeah. And that went number one, but released probably a really great single, really good club track as well called something kind of, yeah, I like that song. It's so stupid. It's a, it's a dumb song, song, but it's so good. And like again, that's like the mo, especially the first part of their career. Good for gay clubs, like gays, like yeah, they love, love them. them. Yeah, you of know course. what I mean. And they have like a dance to it. <gasps> oh my god! And uh, I don't have you. Did you ever watch um the In Betweeners? Yes, and okay. the, and it came on. Yeah, and that part is funny because you know that this song is regarded as like cheap in a way like yeah. in the uk and stuff so yeah the video is so cheap yeah so they played this song at some point in the in between yeah, which at a is dance. A, a, a very Great good show. very good show yeah. and and at some point they go into a dance and they realize it's a teenager's dance and it's they put that song on to show basically how lame the party is because yeah. they're fit playing fucking girls aloud uh, yeah. that's 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 what the joke yeah. is which everyone get and i laughed too i was like oh man like yeah. but it, like they're so part of the culture that like they're yeah. included in the in betweeners yeah. Sure, because it's lame, but they're still in there. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? If, but this song and a lot of their songs still today are regarded as cheap. People see it as cheap because they see them as a cheaper band. But yeah. like, to me, it has always been well-produced pop music. The first part of Girls Aloud career is very different from the second part of their yeah. career. Which is why we're dividing it. Yes. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite first part Girls Aloud songs out of the first three albums? I would say, let's name two, right? Yeah. Um, I would say Sound of the Underground, because I think it's uh, it's perhaps their most important because it was the first one, but it's the one that stayed and it's the one that uh, sticked to them and just gave them um, a good good start. And it's still a hit today, right? Yeah. Um, and I would say A Whole Lot of History. I love that song. Um, and I would say Something Kind of Who. Okay. Because I, I like yeah. that song live. I like I, I break it down to like if I'm looking at like the in terms of like the best sort of like girls aloud songs in terms of production or like just then sort of like a credible pop song it would be Sound of the Underground mm-hmm. or uh, Life Got Cold yeah that's a good um, one but like songs that like stick out that I just love that like just make me laugh and mm-hmm. and dance and and sing is like the show love machine yep. and something kind of i'm just the love machine yeah i mean like oh, i love that song it's such a great <laughs> song but yeah that's the f- that concludes maybe the first part of mm-hmm. girls aloud the part one yeah um i hope this is a was an intro a great intro to an amazing pop group so um yeah. thank you so much for listening we've recently just launched yes as we're recording this um and the response 
has been good very good and very yeah. positive so yeah. thank you for listening thank you to our friends yeah like thanks to everyone who's yeah that listening, are listening and, and, and giving feedback and uh participating as well exactly uh and like some people we don't know that are coming to yeah. us and like rating five stars and stuff so yeah thank you so much for being part of this like we're doing this to have fun we're doing this in, on fridays in my apartment and whatever it is but just to know that some people are actually listening yeah we just want to grow this community so thank you yeah <laughs> thank, thank you, you i guess yeah so um we'll see you soon yes all right bye bye Thanks for listening to our show. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you want to support the show, please give us a positive review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Do you love pop music as much as we do and want to stay up to date? Like our Facebook page. You can also visit our website at www.popheads.ca, where we post articles and content about music. Finally, if you like the way we sound and want to know what we look like, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Andrea Lee. And I'm at Will Hilson underscore official. Thanks for supporting the show. We'll see you soon.